It's Wednesday, April 1st. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, after the White House released some dire statistics about the COVID-19 pandemic, more states are telling people to stay home. Then, today is also Census Day. And these days, where people might normally consider home is probably somewhere different. We'll tell you why that matters. And finally, a shout out to all those whose work from home days include schooling from home. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by H&R Block. With many ways to file, H&R Block is always available to help. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic is a rapidly changing story with lots of moving parts. And we're gonna help you sort out what exactly you need to know, starting with the three big developments of the day. We're kicking it off with some shade that's starting to get thrown at China. Look, the, the reality is that uh, we could have been better off if China had been more forthcoming. That's VP Mike Pence saying on CNN earlier today, China's partly to blame for the position the US now finds itself in with COVID-19. And Pence isn't alone. China's communist government earned a bad reputation in the early 2000s for covering up how bad a similar coronavirus outbreak called SARS was. So people have been skeptical about China's reported number of COVID-19 cases from the beginning. Well, according to a Bloomberg scoop this morning, the US intelligence community sent a classified report to the White House last week, saying that China hid key information about the severity of its COVID-19 outbreak. They say China underreported its total number of cases and deaths. Yesterday, China admitted, we didn't actually tell you about everybody who was sick. There were apparently at least a thousand people who were infected with COVID-19 who weren't exhibiting symptoms. So China didn't include them in their count. The government has now asked hospitals to start adding asymptomatic cases to their total number of COVID-19 cases. But it's still not a good look. And all of this matters because countries around the world have been looking to China to see how their policies of travel restrictions and social distancing help slow the outbreak. A lot of countries followed China's lead and hoped for similar results. But if China's been fudging their numbers and it turns out its outbreak was worse than we thought, that could throw a wrench into the outcomes the US and countries all around the world were expecting. For our second headline, reminder. Today is Census Day, and it's not exactly what it sounds like. Census Day doesn't mean the census is due today, although if you have a minute, it's important to fill it out. Because the 2020 census is supposed to be a snapshot of what America looks like today, April 1st, 2020. The US government is supposed to take that snapshot and then figure out how to distribute more than $675 billion of federal funds every year across the country. But if a community doesn't get its count right, it could get less of what it's owed for the next 10 years. That can mean dramatically less funding for things like schools, roads, hospitals, and public transit, all based on how America looks today. And unfortunately, today America's just not looking like its usual self. College students have gone back home, family members who usually live apart are quarantining together, and some urbanites have fled the city to hole up in rural towns. People's lives have just been upended by the virus, and some officials are worried that that means getting an accurate count that reflects how the country will look for the next 10 years after this pandemic ends 
will be difficult. The Census Bureau was also planning to hire up to half a million people to knock on doors and make sure the count is accurate. But now that millions of Americans are being told to just stay home, the Bureau is delaying field operations along with the count of the nation's homeless population. And that's caused some advocates to worry that what they already thought would be an inaccurate count could be even lower than expected, which means states could be getting fewer federal resources than they would need to help get people off the streets. Census Day is a reminder to fill out the form based on where we are today. Unfortunately, today is a very different reality than normal. Luckily, in a lot of ways, the census is easier to fill out than ever. You can do it online. For more information on how to fill out your form, head to 2020census.gov. That brings us to our third big story of the day. Yesterday, White House officials rolled out some brand new models, put together by researchers in the U.S. and around the world, showing where we are now in the fight against COVID-19 and where we might be going. Um, if I can have the first slide, please. That's Dr. Deborah Burks, who's coordinating the White House's COVID-19 task force. Burke started with a graph showing that if the U.S. had done nothing to slow the spread of COVID-19, up to 2.2 million Americans could have died. But she said we are doing something and that the models now estimate between 100,000 and 240,000 deaths nationwide. Those are still staggeringly high numbers, but without any social distancing, it would have been a lot worse. Next slide, please. This model is the big one. It's from the University of Washington and predicts how long this outbreak could last. And President Trump drew attention to one particular stat. This could be a hell of a bad two weeks. This is going to be a very bad two and maybe even three weeks. This is going to be three weeks like we haven't seen before. So what exactly is going to happen in two to three weeks? Well, according to that University of Washington model, that's the amount of time until the nationwide peak in the COVID-19 outbreak, when hospitals are under the most amount of pressure. And we're seeing a little over 2,600 people dying in a single day. But before you set an alarm for two weeks from now, keep in mind that the course this outbreak takes might look different depending on where you live. So let's compare two states we've been reading about a lot lately, New York and Florida. New York is currently the epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak, but the worst is still to come. And the University of Washington's model predicts that New York's death toll could eventually hit 845 people per day. The major question is, when? According to that model, April 10th, as in the end of next week. That's earlier than the expected peak for the whole country. Basically, New York got worse earlier, but it's predicted to recover earlier too. Now let's compare that to Florida. According to the same model, the peak death count in Florida won't be until May 3rd or 4th, as in more than a month from now. And health experts at the White House, like Dr. Burks, say the states that implemented these social distancing measures first are predicted to recover earlier. New York's stay-at-home order went into effect on March 22nd, whereas as of this morning, Florida still didn't have one. One scientist at the University of Washington who helped build the model of Florida's outbreak reportedly begged a top Florida health official this week to issue a statewide stay-at-home order. And today, Florida's governor finally listened and announced a statewide stay-at-home order that will go into effect tomorrow night. This afternoon, the governor of Pennsylvania did the same. Health experts hope these models will convince even more governors to follow suit. 
What we can tell from the data that has been shared in this model is that the decision makers at the state and local level who looked early at what might be coming and introduced social distancing measures earlier, they're already in a better position. Julie Fisher is a professor of microbiology at Georgetown University. But for the officials that didn't decide that early, this information can help them still make decisions that will reduce the impact on their communities. It is not too late to act. And having this data can help them, again, visualize what is the possible impact if I don't take any action. Like we said, there's a lot happening right now. To keep up to date on the latest news about COVID-19, head on over to theskim.com slash COVID updates. There's a lot going on right now, and more than ever, people need their tax refunds. That's why H&R Block is here to help get you every credit, deduction, and dollar you deserve as safely as possible. This includes easy options to drop off your documents at an office or work with a tax pro remotely through Tax Pro Go. And don't forget about H&R Block Online with on-demand support from a tax pro. With many ways to file, H&R Block is always available to help. Visit hrblock.com skim to find the best tax prep service for you. It's better with Block. Okay, we're pressing pause on the latest developing stories to talk about April Fool's Day. With COVID-19 going around, you've probably heard a lot of people saying that the holiday for pranksters should be canceled this year. No April Fool's was actually trending on Twitter. Google apparently told its employees the company's taking a year off from its annual hoax. And the rest of the internet seemed pretty quiet today too. But if you do need a pick-me-up, we thought we'd highlight some fun and easy jokes you can pull on the people you're hungering down with. The New York Post taught us how to prank people's phones. So every time someone texts, good morning, it gets replaced with, can I get fries with that? A couple news organizations highlighted a tweet that suggests replacing the family photos in your house with a random celebrity to see who notices. Here's an idea from Jimmy Kimmel on his show last night. You could cancel Netflix, tell the family you did it so everyone could spend this time getting to know one another. Whatever you do, please prank responsibly. No matter your situation, sometimes you just need to press pause. And every week, we're sending out an email with some of our favorite things to help you take a break. To sign up, head on over to theskim.com slash press pause. Before we go today, we've got a special message from a listener named Megan. Hi, my name is Megan. I listen to your show and I am an elementary school teacher and I just wanted to give a shout out to all the parents. Um, I know it's been really hard for them. On top of working on their day jobs from home, parents have to be with their kids all day, entertaining them and helping them with their schoolwork. To all the parents that are out there with their kids and just doing a great job trying to continue an education and it's something they probably never wanted to do. So that's my shout out. Thanks for calling in, Megan. And that's all for Skim This. Remember, we want to hear your shout outs. Maybe it's a message for a friend working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic or a loved one who you can't physically meet up with right now. Give us a call at 646-461-6370 and leave us a voicemail. For more updates throughout the day, follow us on Instagram at The Skim. 